Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Winter Solstice Herbal Tea from Fusion Teas, a cheerful, comforting blend of sweetness with a hint of spice. Warming notes of star anise and cinnamon bring to mind memories of Christmas morning, while tanging apple and hibiscus add a crisp note and fragrant orange peel rounds it out. The result, an inspiring blend that's perfect all year round. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning. A warm teacup welcome to all those joining with us. I tell you, this sure is a blessing to be able to share each week together as we continue to walk through different books of the Bible and gain encouragement from different scriptures and devotional thoughts. And last week, we looked at one of my favorite passages in Ruth. We looked through verses 16 and 18 of chapter 1. And I was able to touch briefly on Ruth's conversion, but I wanted us to spend a little more time there again this week before moving forward in this powerful narrative that the Lord is using to teach us so many wonderful things. And again, I'm just kind of looking at it as as Ruth's conversion. So uh, we read, I think actually we read verse 14 uh, starting last week, but uh, today I just want to read Ruth chapter 1. I'm going to read 16 through 18 again. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. The author, theologian, and professor of theology at Princeton Seminary up until the 1920s, B.B. Warfield, used the analogy of the Old Testament as being like a richly furnished but dimly lit room. It's only when he said the light is turned on in the person and the work of Jesus Christ that the contents become clear. An example, Hebrews brings such light for us to the book of Leviticus. We can make better sense of the prophets because we have the Gospels by way of interpretation. The message of Ruth can't really be understood apart from the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Ruth chapter 1, it is essentially her conversion. And now, we, how do we fathom this? How do we possibly understand the depths of a divine persuasion of this biblical woman. I mean, it's truly a mystery to us. What we've been presented with is two daughter-in-laws with the exact same circumstances, 
confronted with the exact same urgings from the same lips of the same woman being Naomi. One turns and leaves, and the other, using the language of the covenant, says, No, I can't go back. The reason that she can't go back is because she is no longer what she once was. Ruth says, I am no longer trusting in the gods to which my sister-in-law is now returning. Ruth is saying, don't ask me to leave you because I'm going to go where you go because your God is my God. She's employing that language that she had learned over this course of time with Naomi, with her husband, uh, in those 10 years uh, of being together. And one of the things that you and I have is the opportunity to take this section, and that's what I want us to do. I want us to take this section, and I want us to make sure that we recognize how clear the call of God is to respond to the unerring, loving kindness and grace to urge upon those around us the necessity of coming to do just as Ruth has done, trust in God. Now, for a lot of us, it's a hard time to share Jesus, to impress upon someone the need for a decision, if you will. You know, we have our hymn of decision on Sundays. Uh, the Holy Spirit is certainly uh, what prompts and calls, but God uses us as His hands and feet, as tools in His toolbox, because we're reminded that God does not believe for us. It is us who believe in Him. Ruth believed. Do we believe? Are we believers in Christ Jesus? In our Vacation Bible School, that uh, we'll start hearing uh, some things about it in the coming weeks and months in preparation for June. But, but we'll hear about the ABCs, admit, believe, confess, believing, turning our back on those substitute gods that we've put in place from the world that we live in and embracing the loving kindness of our Savior and how it's manifested to us each and every day in so many, so many ways. I'm reminded of a story of a pastor who um, he got up early on a Saturday and he went and found a coffee shop. and He was sitting there with his notes and his Bible and preparing uh, for what was going to be his sermon and there was really nobody there at all. He was sitting there, and a bird came in, a, a sparrow came in, and was seated there. Uh, it was one of those coffee shops, indoor, outdoor. Well, then he saw someone who appeared to be from China, uh, and, and he was in the area of Harvard, and she appeared to be a student uh, from Harvard. And she saw his Bible and came up to him and said, Are you a Christian? And his response, Yes, I am. And she said, I'm a Christian too. Well, he looked at her with some amazement and, and was thinking to himself, well, how did she become a, a Christian in, in China? He was asking a, a sociological question, uh, you know. I, I guess 
more so what are the factors that led up to her uh, becoming a Christian? How was she able to hear about Christ, etc., being uh, there in China? But he would never forget the response to his question because he asked, well, how did you become a Christian uh, from China? And her response was this, I enter through narrow gate. I enter through narrow gate. That's exactly what happens here. Ruth entered through the narrow gate. We can ask, what's God doing? He's reaching into the life across the barriers of race into this life of a Moabite girl. And her picture is painted into that great scene of revelation. A microcosm that we have of the indications of growing and developing and becoming more knowledgeable in Christ Jesus. No one can count from every nation and tribe and people and language who will fall down before King Jesus. All the lineage that we will see from this one woman's conversion to Jesus Christ, to Yahweh, to the God of Israel. Looking at it again, uh, as we broke it down last week, I want us to continue to draw encouragement from these powerful verses. Entreat me not to leave you or turn back. Don't make me turn back. The model for repentance is when we turn away from our former life, when we turn away from sin. Then she says, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. A personal commitment following Christ Jesus for us. A personal commitment for Ruth in following Naomi, in following Naomi's God, Yahweh. For us, a personal commitment in following Christ as his believers follow him. As I mentioned last week, denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following him. She goes on to say, your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. What a commitment, what a confession of commitment to identify herself with Yahweh. For us to identify ourselves with God's people, our church community, our corporate worship together, the conversion of identification. We've turned from our past and we're going in a new direction. We're surrounding ourselves with believers in Christ, with Christian brothers and sisters. In verse 17, where you die, I will die. Israel's God is a living God. In Job 19, for I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth. There's coming that day where Christ will come again and he will receive those who are still here and certainly those who have gone before the dead in Christ will rise. Matthew 22, concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Hope in the resurrection 
of Jesus Christ. Through Naomi, Ruth learned about the God of Israel and chose to put her trust in Him. Naomi's ability to be open and honest with Ruth about her relationship with God is inspiring to us. It's encouraging to us. So often we feel like we need to keep our questions and thoughts about God to ourselves within a relationship. Or it's difficult for us to share Christ with family. And we don't know how to, how to share those unedited feelings and thoughts about God with, with our friends. Sometimes we're even afraid that sharing our doubts or disappointments or questions might turn others away from God when actually sharing our relationship with God the Father openly will bring them intimacy to our relationships and will draw them to a closer faith with Christ. Naomi was open with Ruth about the joys, the fears, even the pain and the anguish that came with her faith in God. She even admitted of how she had felt God had dealt with her bitterly. But it was that sharing, it was that intimacy, it was that that formed the foundation of the relationship between these two women. And in that relationship, Ruth found the narrow way. Oh, brothers and sisters, friends, family, today, just like that Chinese student, just like Ruth, the narrow way. I pray that you found it, and I pray that in your life, you're leading others to that narrow way. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. Today, Brother Tommy shared the gospel. If you want to respond to that gospel, we ask you that you'll reach out to us. Feel free to give Tommy an email at tommy at diradabaptist.com. Dirada is spelled D-A-L-R-A-I-D-A. I know that he would love to share more about this narrow gate and how to enter it. We look forward to spending time with you next week. But until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.